0: Listen, Satan fears when the church is unified, when we are harmonizing, symphonizing, praying, when we are walking in the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace, when we are unified and pray in that condition.
1: Welcome to Life Talk with Dr. Jeff Wickwire
0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Life Talk. I'm Jeff Wickwire, and thank you for joining us this time. Today, we're wrapping up our series, Pray Through, with a look at a powerful form of prayer that Jesus strongly emphasized, and that is the prayer of agreement. You know, sometimes we grow weary in prayer. We just feel like we can't continue on our own, and that's when we need to call a friend, a prayer partner, a fellow Christian, and ask them to agree in prayer with us. Jesus taught that the prayer of agreement carries a particular power that we really need to understand and practice. So let's go right to the message, the prayer of agreement. Now, these are powerful words from Jesus. He's talking to us about a particular kind of prayer, the prayer where there is agreement together. We are agreeing together. Now that word agree is powerful. And, and I'm going to give you a Greek word, but you're going to recognize an English word from this Greek word that agree is translated from. Here's the Greek word for agree, symphoneo. Now, what do you think we get from that? Symphoneo. Somebody said it. Symphony. Symphoneo. Agree. Symphony. Jesus is saying the kind of prayer I'm talking about is when you are harmonizing symphonizing, agreeing together. It's a powerful word. Symphony. This passage is about the prayer of agreement, a particular kind of prayer. Not where you're praying alone, but you're praying with somebody else, at least one. And it's where the saints of God are in total, harmonious, symphonic agreement for something they want to pray for. You know, you can't get with somebody that you've got something against or you're at odds with, you've got a problem with, and say, would you agree with me in prayer? That ain't going to happen. It's going to fall right there. Right. So we look for somebody who can agree with us, harmonize with us, symphonize with us, that we can harmonize together and say, Jesus, we're asking you to do thus and so. The prayer of agreement. That's just like a real orchestra. In a real orchestra, there are going to be up to 100 different instruments, and they're divided into four sections, woodwinds, brass, percussion, and strings, and, of course, a piano. Yet all of these instruments, all of them, play the same chord at the same time. And if you've got that orchestra, and they're all playing in the key of C, and then somebody decides to wing it and go Lone Ranger and go Rogue and play A, When everybody else is playing C, the conductor puts out his baton and says, who's in rebellion? And the person who was playing in the key of A, when everybody else is in C, is going to have to come forward. And here's the deal. If every orchestra member does not agree to play the same chord at the same time, they must leave the orchestra because they are in disunity. And it's the same thing with a prayer of agreement. You don't go find somebody, and pray with me about this or that, and they can't agree with you. Well, I don't think that's God's will for you, or or I can't really enter into prayer for that. You don't go, well, pray with me anyway, because it's not going to fly. No, we are to agree together. We are to agree together like an orchestra. The church is like a unified orchestra. And notice the premium that Jesus places on his followers coming together in unity. You know, I think sometimes we don't realize the importance of unity. There is power in unity. Jesus says, if you come together in my name, no matter how many of you are there, if you're all there in my name, I will do it. So guess what? The church is always to play in the key of Jesus. I'm here because of Jesus. A church didn't save me. A religion didn't save me. Just a regular human being didn't save me. No, I had a major revolution in my life when I called out on one name, the name, the name above all names. His name is Jesus. And when I called out on the name of Jesus, I've been playing in the key of Jesus ever since. And we're not gathered here today because of a name on a sign. We're not gathered here today to see somebody's new dress or new suit or try to find a new business connection. Hopefully we have all come together in the name of Jesus, to find out about Jesus, to learn about Jesus, to be edified by Jesus, to go out of here strengthening Jesus, talking about Jesus, spreading Jesus, making Jesus famous. And if you notice, we've shared so many times in this prayer series how often Jesus said, I want you to pray in my name. He introduced a brand new type of prayer. He said, no longer do you have to come to me to pray for you. You go to the Father yourself in my name. And whatever you ask the Father in my name, I will do it that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Powerful. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Now I want you to notice not only he talked about praying in his name, but he also talked about gathering in his name. Gathering in his name. He said... If two or more of you agree together, come together in my name. You know, a church is wherever there's two or more believers. There's a well-known axiom going all the way back to the church fathers that goes like this. Where three are, there is a church. Where three are, you can have three, 30, 300, 3,000, 30,000, And in every one of those levels, it's still a church where there's three gathered in his name. He says, there am I in the midst. That's why I love worshiping the Lord. Did you notice we started singing, but there was a moment where suddenly, you know what that was? That was Jesus saying, oh, there's some gathered in my name. And they're worshiping in my name. And they're glorifying my name. And they're singing in my name. So I'm going to go inhabit the praises of my people. And that's the way it works. You had not had church unless the Holy Spirit's there. And he'll be there every time if you gather in his name. Now, Jesus encourages us also to pray for a definite thing. He said, I want you to pray for a definite He said, if you come together as touching anything, anything that you will ask, anything that you agree to ask for, anything, if you pray for a revival, if you pray for somebody to be saved, if you pray for a job, whatever you pray for, he's talking about specificity in prayer. When you come together in prayer, I want you to pray. I want you to know what you're after. I want you to have a bullseye and I want you to pray for it. And I want you to ask specifically. Don't just say, Lord, I need some cash. (laughs) Say, Lord, I need $332 for that electric bill, and I need it now. And, Lord, I'm praying specifically. Or, Lord, I'm not just praying for salvation, but I'm praying for Bill or Bob or James or Sue or Jane. I'm praying for that person. He said, you pray for anything specifically. And I think it's powerful. In my name means into my name. That means when you gather together in his name, when you pray in his name, you're doing it with love for him, with wanting to be with him, be in union with him, wanting his will to be done. Jesus said when you pray, pray this way. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, Lord Jesus. And your will be done, Lord, on the earth as it is In heaven, I want your will, your way, your name, your purpose, your destiny to be lifted up and glorified and advanced in the earth. And that's what prayer is. The gathering together Jesus is talking about is for those who gather for his cause with hunger for him and his glory. I don't know about you, but I'm hungry for Jesus. Are you hungry for Jesus? To know him is to love him, and to know him is to love him more, and to love him more is to want him more. We want more of Jesus. Listen, if you get a taste of Jesus, you will never want less. You will always want more because he is altogether lovely and altogether worthy to be praised. I'm hooked on Jesus. I'm an addict. I've got to have a Jesus fix every day. I get up in the morning and I've got to touch God. I've got to get into that word and get the manna. I want to know him better than I knew him the day before. I want to grow in him. So when you come together in my name, agree, agree. Now I want to point out three things about the prayer of agreement that I think we all need to understand because there's such power in the prayer of agreement I want us to get it today. I want us to leave getting it. Now, I know it's Father's Day, and I thought about a Father's Day message, but then I thought, there's nothing better I can give to every dad in here than the knowledge of prayer. Yes. Yes. So let me go there. First of all, with what Jesus said, if two or more of you agree, symphonize, harmonize as touching anything, it tells me God blesses unity. Yes. Unity. Unity. Unity is a powerful spiritual dynamic. According to Psalms 133, if you're walking in unity, you don't even have to pray for a blessing because God commands a blessing. How would you like God looking down on you? And you're not saying, oh, God, give me a blessing, give me a blessing, but because you're walking in unity, in the unity of the Spirit, in the bond of peace, he just says, I'm going to command a blessing on that house, a blessing on that church, a blessing on that person. Listen to what it says, Psalms 133, one. Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It's like the precious oil upon the head running down on the beard, the beard of Aaron, running down on the edge of his garments. He's showing us here the, a picture of the anointing of the Spirit of God. Oil is always a picture of the Holy Spirit in the Bible. And here's a picture of Aaron with oil being poured on his head, and it's running down his beard and then down his garments. He's talking about a saturating anointing. He says, where there is unity, I will release an anointing that saturates you, saturates your home, saturates your church. It'll flow down. It's like the dew of Hermon. Descending upon the mountains of Zion for there, there, there in the place of unity, the Lord commanded the blessing. Life evermore. Amen. I don't know about you, but I like being blessed and I don't like being unblessed. I like being blessed and God pours out a blessing where there is unity When two or more people come into agreement, into symphonic harmony, agreeing together in the spirit and the bond of peace, they are there in unity. And Jesus promised when you pray in unity like that, in agreement, he said, I'm going to bless you. Something is going to change. Something is going to happen. In fact, agreement is so powerful that it produces not just addition, but multiplication. Deuteronomy 32:30 30 says, One, listen to how powerful one person in God is. One can put a thousand to flight. That's one believer can put a thousand to flight. Can I tell you something today? If you're full of the Holy Spirit and full of the Word of God and prayed up and your flesh is good and crucified, you can put a thousand devils to flight. One can put a thousand devils to flight. Listen, one. In God is a majority. But look what he goes on to say. Two agreeing together can put 10,000 to flight. Look at that. That's not addition. If it was addition, it would go from 1,000 to 2,000. One can put 1,000 to flight, two, 2,000. But that's not what he says. He says one puts a 1,000, but two agreeing together, it's multiplied power, multiplied force, multiplied effect, It puts 10,000 to flight when you agree. Now, for that reason, the prayer of true agreement is an exceedingly powerful force in the spiritual realm. Let me give you an example. One day, Peter and John went to pray. Now, we used to sing a song. It went like this. Peter and John went to pray. They met a lame man on the way. He held out his palm. He asked for an alms. And this is what Peter did say. I'd sing it for you, but I want your attention. (laughs) He said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, I give you. Let me paraphrase that. I don't have any spare change, but what I do have, because you can't give what you don't have. If you've got Jesus, you can give Jesus. So he gave what he had. He said, I don't have any spare change, but I got something way better than some spare change. He said, in the name of Jesus Christ, sir, get up and walk. He had been crippled from birth. Peter reached out and grabbed his hand, and the Bible says that strength entered into his lifelong crippled legs, and the man stood up, and when he realized he could stand, he started walking. When he realized he could walk, he started leaping, and when he started realized he could leap, he started praising God. He did not stand there and say, well, I do believe. Bless God, I'm healed. No, 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 no. He had a benefit. You can have a fear fit. You can have a depression fit. You can have an anxiety fit. You can have an anger fit. But you know what happens when you walk in the Spirit? You have benefits. And he had a benefit. And he started walking and leaping. All the religious leaders, the Sanhedrin and all the rest, those that had crucified Jesus saw what was going on. They called the disciples. They didn't care that somebody had been healed. What they cared about, they had done it in the name of Jesus. They perceived that they had been with Jesus, that they were unlearned men, but they perceived that they'd been with Jesus because the anointing of the Spirit was all over Peter and John. And they looked at them. They called for the whip. They whipped them. And then they said to them, we don't care what you do, but do not preach or teach anymore in the name of what's his name? No, I'm saying they didn't want to say it. They didn't even want to say it. In the name of what's his name don't preach in that name anymore because see they perceived that the power was in the name that the results were in the name that it was the name of jesus that was turning rome upside down and spreading the christian faith everywhere don't preach in that name anymore well after they got getting whipped they went out and the bible says being let go they went to their own company. "...and reported all the chief priests and elders had said to them. And when they had heard that, they lifted up their voice to God." Look at this, prayer of agreement with one accord, harmonizing, symphonizing, praying about the same thing with the same faith and the same heart. And they prayed this way. i got to read the prayer. It's so powerful. Listen to how they attribute all of creation to creator God, not evolution. Lord, you are God who has made heaven and has made earth and the sea and all that in them is, who by the mouth of your servant David has said, why did the heathen rage and the people imagine vain things for to do whatever your hand and your counsel determined before to be done? And now, Lord, behold their threatenings. Anytime somebody persecutes you, comes against you for any Christian reason, You take it to God and say, Lord, you behold what they said. You heard what they said. You saw what they did. And they said, they grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word by stretching forth your hand to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done by the name, there's that name again, by the name of your holy child. Everybody say the name with me, Jesus. Now I want you to notice the first thing that Peter and John did when they've been whipped and they got persecuted. They went and they found their own company. When you're under the gun, you don't go find skeptics. You don't go find unbelievers. You don't go find doubters. When you need somebody to agree with you in prayer, you go find your own kind. You go find people who will believe like you, who will lay hold of God like you want to. They went and found their own company. And when they found their own company, they all took hands and they lifted up a prayer to God. Well, let's read what happened. Let's read what happened. It says, And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the Word of God with boldness. And they said, we ought to obey God rather than men. We will not obey men when they're telling us to disobey God. If they tell us to disobey God, we must obey God rather than men. And they weren't praying some generalized prayer. They offered up to God the persecution, the threats, and everything that had been put upon them. And the Bible says that whole place was shaken as they lifted their voices in fervent prayer. Now, You know I like words and I always check out words. That word shaken is so powerful. It means the building shook. Can you imagine if we stood up and we began to pray for something right now and the red hot fire of fervent prayer fell on us and when we were done, all of a sudden this building shook and moved. As long as the lights don't come down, I'm okay. The word shaken is a picture of a really strong, stormy wind blowing against a tree, bowing it down, and violently shaking and rattling the leaves. That's the word here, shaken. It was like God was saying, got it, and I've got you. Don't be afraid of them. Go for it. Don't tell me there's not power in Christianity. There's power in Jesus to shake a building Later on, they saw the original jailhouse rock sitting down in the dungeon. They did the same thing. They harmonized together and prayed and worshiped God. And the jail shook and the prison doors flew open and all the prisoners were freed. And the Philippian church was birthed. God likes shaking things when you pray right. So God's power was mightily manifested and answered the prayer of agreement. Now, second... Since unity and harmony are crucial to the prayer of agreement, since it is so crucial, that's the crucial ingredient, unity and harmony, not being divided, not being at odds, then here's what we need to understand. Unity is always under attack. I can tell you as a pastor of 32 years, dealing with God's people for 32 years and knowing many other pastors, I can tell you, that the unity of a body of believers is always under attack because listen Satan fears when the church is unified when we are harmonizing symphonizing praying when we are walking in the unity of the bond of peace the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace when we are unified and pray in that condition Satan attacks it because God's blessing rests on unity his presence is with those who agree in his name. The enemy works overtime to divide the Lord's church. And we've got to be aware of that. Jesus said, be wise as a serpent. Then be gentle as a dove. Be wise first, gentle second. Recognize the enemy when he's moving. Well, that's it for this time. I hope you enjoyed the message and that you're encouraged to come into agreement with others in the place of prayer. You know, God is using Life Talk to reach Many people across the nation with the uncompromised Word of God. And we simply could not do it without your faithful prayers and financial gifts. One of the amazing things about LifeTalk is that not one dime of your financial offerings goes to any overhead whatsoever. Each penny goes directly to airtime. Not every ministry can say that, but thank God we can. So would you consider sending a gift to help us reach America with the Word of God? If you do, we've got a very special gift just for you that I'm excited about. Listen to the announcer as he explains.
1: Now you can bring Pastor Jeff Wickwire and Life Talk right into your home. For a gift of any size to Life Talk, Pastor Jeff will send you a CD collection of some of his most anointed and inspiring teaching series. These CDs will strengthen your faith and build your understanding of what Christ Jesus did for you at the cross. So call now, toll free, 877-884-3111, or just log on anytime, day or night to lifetalk.tv. Listen to Pastor Jeff's hope-filled CDs again and again, or give them to family members or friends as a gift. Don't wait. Call 877-884-3111 right now. Or log on anytime to lifetalk.tv and give your best gift today. Join us again next time as we continue with part
0: two of the message, The Prayer of Agreement. Until then, I pray God's rich blessings be yours. The Prayer of Agreement is the sixth message of Pastor Jeff's series, Pray Through. You can own a copy of this six CD set for just $30 plus shipping. Log on to lifetalkradio.us or call us toll free at 877-884-3111. Get your copy of today's message for just $5 or purchase the entire series Pray through for only $30 plus shipping by logging on to lifetalkradio.us or calling us toll-free at
1: 877-884-3111 for more information. You've been listening to Life Talk with Dr. Jeff Wickwire. To find out more about Dr. Wickwire's ministry and Turning Point Church, visit us at lifetalkradio.us or call us toll-free at 877-884-3111. That's 877-884-3111.